Mesilah Isharim is dedicated Le'iluin Nishmat Harav Mordechai Maslaton Rav Mordechai Ben Shefika Teresa's Yorzai Adam Gadol Me'od A great man That I had the opportunity and the zechut Growing up to be very close to him being that my best friend at the time was Eli Masselton, the son of the rabbi. And uh, I was very to be in his mechitza. I even learned in his kolel for a little bit. Adam gadol me'od. So today is his yard site. And we have the opportunity to learn the Mitzvah Isharim Le'ilui Nishmato. Okay. So now, let's go. We're holding over here in Pericutes, chapter 19. We were in the middle of the paragraph. The last thing we spoke about on Friday was about uh, davening. That davening is like a conversation with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We said, who, right, he says... Hashem is listening to him. like you talking to your friend. That's what we, that's up to, that's what we got up to. Now let's continue. I want to see more overview and then start going be'iyun because a lot of amkis here, okay? But let's first get the general direction that the Masil Sishon wants from us. Say that. It says, After you have that, you worked hard to get that clear exactly what is the feeling. You can't start if you don't know what tefillah is, you know, if you don't realize that you're standing before Hashem and talking to Him and conversing with Him, you're not even entered the ball game of tefillah. Now that you did that, now we can start the next step. What's the next step? Sarashi is boinen. You need to contemplate that there's a lot of his boininess thought that goes into this. Okay? Al roime musa yizborach. And the exaltedness of Hashem. Which means, Hashem hu meroimim v'nizgav al kol brocha u'tihilah. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu is higher than any blessing or praise that you can think of. He's bigger than that. Al kol mine shleimus shetuchal b'machshavasenu lidomos v'lahovin. Any madrega in shleimus that you could fathom with your mind, is bigger than that. Okay, let's stop here for a second. The Ramchal says in Das Tvunis that there's a lot of positive things we say about Hashem. That He's a Rachum, He's a Chanon, He's a Chochom, He's a Gibor, right? We say a lot of positive things. He said that it's impossible for a human being and his intellect to ever grasp the full length of that. Because it's endless. And a human being is finite. And therefore his intellect is, is, has limits. It's impossible to understand that completely. Okay? 
The only thing that we could come to complete understanding through this world and the next world, we don't even have it completely until next world, is what we call Ein Oid Milvada. It means to negate others. Shlilis, you can. You can negate other people's power. So that's the only thing, and that's why the Ika Avoida and Emuna is in the Einoid Mulvad, right? So we can't truly understand 100% HaKadosh Baruch Hu's greatness. And that's why the Gemara discusses that davening, L'Chaira, is like a big chidush. The fact that you could say the davening HaKel, HaGodl, HaGibov, HaNoira, is a big chidush, because you're actually mitigating in Kvot Shemayim by saying, this is what he is. It's bigger than that. That's why one is not allowed to add his own. Because then he's mitigating in Hashem's uh, praises. So the words that the Anshik gave us, there's a chiddush that we can use those words. And even when we use those words, we can't reach the highest level. Even the highest person can't reach the highest level. That's why we say, HaKel HaGodol. Hagibor, Vanoir, what each one means, whatever each one means. El Elyon, higher than that. Above. It's above. But here's the deep thing. Okay? So you would tell me that if I can't understand Hashem's greatness, so why busy waste my time thinking about it, right? And why should I praise Him? And whatever I could praise Him definitely doesn't come close to what the actual praise is in itself. This is a big work. That we have to understand. That we have to understand that we need to come to a level of that with our intellect, we realize that our intellect can't understand them. That's the idea. It's a very deep point. That means, if I study Chochmas so much until I realize that it's infinite, so what I grasped in it showed me that it's above. Uh, but it has to come from Chochmas. It has to come from chokhmah. has to come from contemplation. And a person has to be on a career to constantly try to understand more and more. And there's going to be a lot of ramifications in our avodah Hashem for this work that we're doing. Which is, I'm not, today I'm going more like skimming the surface so you understand the work. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not interested in you grasping Him completely and giving Him that complete praise. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to hear your perspective, your understanding, your work. So it's about you, it's not about him. Let's, let's get to Oymen. HaGadosh Baruch is so great, it's impossible to truly praise him. It's, true, it's impossible to truly understand him. That means that the work that we're trying to understand him and to praise him is for us, not for him. Because... First of all, he doesn't need anything. That's part of his perfection, that he doesn't need anything. But achutz from them, it's not possible. That means that the work has to be for me. Meaning me working, just like let's say Gemara and Makis, right? You're a first year Bismarck Bocha, second year Bismarck Bocha, a young, younger man, good boy, you work hard. But at the end of the day, your, your level of learning is not Rabbi Kivhege. That's for sure now, correct? It's not the Rajma. So then I could say it's nothing. If I didn't reach the great Hasogas in Torah, it's nothing. That means, but it's, because what's special about it is that it's your perspective. 
It's your hard work, and it's how you see it at the level that you're at. That's an accomplishment that you saw the Ratz and Hashem, Kafi, your Koichis and your Lev and your Havana and your Amelis. It's the manifestation of your dedication and your trying to understand the Torah Hashem and the way it's supposed to be. When you learn a sugya, is that you have to say, whatever I understood, I see it's bigger than that. I can't really touch the whole thing. I have to come to that hachno, to the das of Hashem. It's a very deep point in learning. Anybody who learns a sugya, he thinks he mastered it to its complete level, and he has it in his back pocket, hasn't learned teres Hashem. He learned teres of himself. That means that when you learn a sugya, you have to get clarity to a point that you see that there's more that you can't reach. And you realize it's Teres Hashem. And therefore, you learn it again. And then you will learn it again and again and again because it's an endless pursuit. And each level is an accomplishment, but it's endless pursuit. You have that contradiction almost in itself. It's an endless pursuit, but there's also a way to have accomplishment in the learning. That's the story of our life. The avoider. Ha'adam is, Hashem says, let me hear your perspective. How do you daher that Hashem is a godl? Godl means chesed. How do you daher that Hashem is chesed? That means you have to think about life, you have to think about your life, you have to try to understand things on your level, and on your level you see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a chesed. And then you realize that you can't even grasp how you can be such a bal chesed. And that's how you saw it. And that's your praise. So here's a very deep point I'm about to tell you. This is Mamish Amkish And so many people make a mistake in this Shetach. Because on one hand we say, HaKadosh Baruch who's above praise, he doesn't need praise, he doesn't, he, they, no matter if you praise him, it's not going to help him, it's not going to do anything for him. He's perfect, the Tachash of perfection. Hatsur Tamim Paolo. He's like a rock, you can't do nothing for him. Can't give him anything. Right? So then what am I doing? I'm doing what? What am I doing? I'm not doing anything for him. So somehow for me, it's better for me to come to a realization of him. Which has truth to it, but it's a little deeper than that. It's much deeper than that. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a system that in the Malchus Shemayim, that he needs your praise. In the Malchus Shemayim. In the actuality, he doesn't need your praise. But he created a system that the Malchus is dependent on your praise. Because that revelation of covered Malchus in the world is needed for the Malchus. It's Malchus the Arakein, Malchus the Rakia. Meaning, how does the world work? How does kingdom in the world work? The king can be the most brilliant guy in the world. He can be such a smart guy. But at the end of the day, that's in him. That's in his potential. So when does it come out to the actual? When does it become realized? When the king runs his country a certain way. And the subjects in his country are subservient to him and respect him. That's when it becomes revealed. Right? So the Atzmusa of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we can't touch that. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't need people Ba'etzim to reveal himself. He doesn't need anything. But he wanted to have a Shaykhis with us. So what do you do? He created a Malchus. When you create a Malchus by definition, it's a very deep thing, when you create a Malchus by definition, the potential of the king, 
to come to the actual and the realization of who the king is and his COVID is dependent on his subjects. So it's taka dependent. Hashem is dependent on us. In the system that he built called Malchus. In the system that he built called Malchus is taka dependent on us. So how does that work? Kifi, the hasoga, according to the understanding of the subject of the king and how he can express himself, his expression and his understanding is his way of giving cover to the king. And it does bring a cover to the king because his perspective is his perspective. And no one else could have the same perspectives as you. Because every person is different. Everybody's koiches nefesh is different. Everybody's experiences are different. So no one can repeat someone else. So each expression is unique. It doesn't have to be that you toifes the apishter. But you have a certain havana through your life and your life experiences and how you daher it with all your work and that becomes your expression. And that's the yesoid of the avoida. Okay, we're going to talk about it more because we're going to get to covered later. But you have to understand that we do have an input. We do affect the way the world runs. There is a concept called tzchar v'ayinish. There's hashkacha pratis. The valve of whether we're going to make higher levels of gilik v'ayit shemayim or reduce levels of gilik v'ayit shemayim, the valve is in our hands. So kavi yachol, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's kavit is tali in us. That's why there's a concept called Kiddush Hashem and Chil Hashem. You just learned it. Right? In the parishes. If there is tali in us. So you can't say, oh, HaKadosh Baruch is above Meroimim HaKob Therefore, no matter what you say, he doesn't need it. He's above it. And you can't even define it. So therefore, what am I doing? Just I'm wasting my time? No, 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 no. Chas and in the Malchus, it requires an expression from the Eved to the Melech. And that's Kiveya. In the world around him, the Hashivas that people have for the Melech, that's your work. And therefore, you have to constantly grow in your work. You have to constantly think about these things. Rabbi Yonah says, these are some of the reasons why you were born. Ten reasons why you were born. And he says, you can do Torah and Mitzvahs and do whatever you want. But if you don't perfect in these ten things, there was no purpose in your life. You lived a purposeless life. That's a very tough, that's a strong word. The guy came through the world, he did Torah, he did mitzvahs, he got married, he had kids. And then they tell him at the end, you really had a purposeless life, you know. For kids, we could have put someone else, we don't need you. You understand? You had a job. And a big part of that job is what we're saying over here. To recognize and to express this boininu bechazde Hashem. To express it. Avas Hashem, Yiris Hashem, this is a piece of Yiris Hashem. These are reasons to live. These are purpose in life. You gotta put emphasis on it. If you don't put emphasis on it, you ain't gonna have it. Okay? That's step one. Now he says. So that's part one for davening. Let's say we're talking, let's focus on davening. So step one for the, how to, how, what's the perfect davening, okay? So step one of davening is that you have to come to realization that you're standing in front of Hashem and you're having a conversation with Him. You're talking, He's listening. It's a push to conversation. 
that reality of Dalif name me atamaspal has to be in your head. Now, what does that do? Step one. Step one is now, okay, so I'm having a conversation with Hashem. Who's Hashem? You have to think about the God that's Hashem. But that's only half of the story. The second part is, Now you have to think about how small a man is. And how uh, he is very deficient and very uh, missing and pachot because of his materialistic self. And added to that, he also sinned. I'm not going into all the Pratim yet because I don't want to get into all the Amkis, but let's do just an overview. The point is, when you stand before Hashem, basic, basic tefillah, means if you don't have this, you don't really hit davening. The basic tefillah is hachno. So how do you develop the concept of hachno? It's a two-part process. You have to build up in your mind the greatness of Hashem, and then you have to see in relation to you, relative to you, how small you are. So the merchak becomes so big that you become utterly bottle and mavuyish and mafached and yore and machnia lefnei Hashem. That's the emotion that you have to have. And then you could talk to him. But that's the emotion that it has to engender. So again, obviously this is like one of the highest levels to reach. Right? But basically what he's saying, let's just translate it in different words for a second for a practical avayda. Basically, when you say a person is a yirat shamayin, it comes with two parts. You have to be anav to be yirat shamayin. You can't be a yirat shamayin but not anav. Impossible. The reason why Moshe Rabbeinu was the biggest yirat shamayin and he recognized Hashem the most is because he was the honor of Mikol Adam. Because it's a two-part process. It's not enough to see how big Hashem is. A lot of people can talk about the Chazda Hashem, but they also think they're big too. So it's a two-part process when you have, to see that you have your Shemayim, is you have to have Bittel Atzmi, Hachnom the Adam, that he has to realize his Pchises, which I have to explain that. Most people, if you tell them that you have a pchisis, that because you have a lowness, because you're physical, the guy so what? So I'm physical, as my Because you go to the bathroom, as my Because you eat, as my You understand? People don't understand this. Today's generation, they don't understand this at all. They don't know what the Messiah is talking about. So I have to explain that. Okay, maybe chatoim, they could say, maybe chatoim. But the fact that you're Matthias, even without Chat, makes you a Pchisistic, a person, a person that has Gasus. And therefore, you, Lu'umas Hashem, which is completely spirituality, should make a person feel Machachno. Again, this is a work which we have to explain. This is a work we have to explain. But the point I'm trying to bring out from this Masil Sisharim is that you have to realize that the process is two sides of a coin. It's not just Yerushalayim. 
It's not enough just to study the Bria and study the Chochmah of Hashem and study the, the greatness of Hashem. That's one part of the work. But the other part of the work is that you have to see with reality who you are. Now, that's a dangerous work if you don't know how to do that. Because we're not looking to break people's self-esteem, self-confidence, to feel like garbage, to feel like uh, useless people. We have to understand these sugyas. We're talking about sugyas here. But these sugyas need havono. They need amkis. So you should be able to know how to do the avoid in a practical way. But this is very clear. Like Reb said, it says in the Mishnah that a person should make gedor. Vasusi yagla Torah. Should make a gedor. So, explains that, you know, if you go by a store, and you see a flimsy lock over there, then you know and that there's not so much there to steal. If you go by a place where you see the most sophisticated security system, alarm system, there's cameras, the place is locked down like Alcatraz, you know that there's what to steal in there, right? So a person who is empty of a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch he has no year to lose that relationship. There's nothing to be afraid of. So merely doesn't make a dharm. He's loose. He walks in the chasana. So it's not sneeze over there. And he's drinking. And he's hanging. And he's going to Florida. And he's going to the beach. And he's, oh, no, no, I can handle it, you know. He has nothing to be afraid to lose. He has flimsy locks. Because he's an empty human being. Either he thinks he's so great and the Abish is so little. He doesn't care about that relationship. It means nothing to him. There's nothing to be yore about. You follow? But you see people, the greater they become, the more scared they are. It should be the opposite. The smaller you are, you should be more afraid. When you see the opposite, the greater you become, you're more afraid. Because the greater you become and the more you realize how valuable that relationship is and how easily it's lost, and how much the Ganev wants it. The Yetzirah is the big Ganev, you know. You need crazy security systems for him. If you see it that way, then you start to work on Yerushalayim. But it's a work, it's a work. So we have to learn more about it, understand it more, and try to find a derech avoida in a practical way on a low level to begin. Do you understand? So we'll stop here for today.